You're listening to the John Stapleton Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. I know that a lot of you are going to experience what many sociologists call the Christmas blues. This is when you realize that everything's over. (laughs) All the anticipation, all the preparation for the past month or two, it's just gone in five hours. And you have to take the Christmas tree down and the presents are opened and the in-laws are leaving. And it's just, what? What now? What what do we what do we live for now? What anticipation do we do we hype up now? This is the Christmas blues, and so what I, what I want to do is I want to highlight for you twelve gifts. These are not um, these are not extensive. You can kind of think of them like categories, but um, these are twelve gifts that help um, twelve gifts that God gives us to to empower us to live the life that He's called us to live. Um, and, and, and complete the mission that he's called us to complete. So here is the first one. Um, and by the way, these are based off of uh, three main passages in the New Testament. Romans 12, 6 through 8, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 31, and Ephesians 4, 7 through 16. So here they are. The first one's apostleship. Apostle is someone, an apostle is someone who is sent on a mission to convey a message, complete uh, a mission, and represent a king or a diplomat. And this is a high honor because we represent Jesus. It's even in the name Christian, right? Christ, Christian. We we need to be making sure that we live in a way that honors him as his apostles. And we're not capital A apostles. We're not people that write books of the Bible. But we are people that represent our king. Number two, God gives us prophecy. Prophecy. Prophecy is when God speaks, and he speaks to reveal his will to his children, and a lot of that is recorded in the Bible. This gives us the big picture of the world. This gives us a worldview. This gives us a picture of where we came from and where we're going, and it has some warnings. It Often the present doesn't look great, and God's speaking into the present, and he's saying, hey, you need to turn around. You need to change because you're headed toward destruction if you don't. That's prophecy. And for that reason, a lot of people don't like prophecy. They think it's scary. They avoid that part. But it's honestly the part that they need to spend a lot of time in, um, especially if you're trying to grow in the fear of the Lord. And I would say prophecy also includes prophecies that are lowercase p prophecies, prophecies that are not in the Bible necessarily, but they are personal and situational and timely for um, for a person. And so it's not something the whole world needs to hear, but God will uh, God loves individuals so much that at times he's going to reveal key things to them at certain times. The third gift is miracles. Miracles. God speaks, but he also does miracles. He backs up what he says. Some people will never be convinced uh, that God exists by an argument, but they will be they will they will be convinced if God heals them. And so God often does that. And the point of a miracle is not to ooh and awe at the supernatural, but to look past the miracle at the miracle worker. This is why in the Gospel of John, miracles are called signs. A sign isn't the point, but it points to the point. Next is knowledge. Sometimes God reveals things to us that we shouldn't know um, to help people. Sometimes knowledge is just as simple as 
he, this is how things work. This is how uh, life is. Um, this is this is the science of it. Uh, these are the facts. And along with knowledge is number five, wisdom. If knowledge is the collection of facts, wisdom is knowing what to do with those facts um, at the right time, for the right reasons, for the right purpose. That's wisdom. And that takes practice. Some of you, so like we all have had that moment where we're like, we've learned something fresh, we've learned something new, and we want to use it right away. Don't. You don't know how to use it, so don't use it. It has to be for the right, it has to be in the right way, for the right time, for the right reason. Uh, number six, discerning of spirits. The truth is, the truth is, when you grow in your knowledge and you grow in your wisdom, the inevitable end is that you're going to be a great judge of character. And we don't all start off like this. I know some people do. Uh, but, the, but if you're like me, you've had to grow in this. And the more you spend time in Proverbs and you look at the wise, the foolish, uh, or the simple, and then the evil, those three categories of people, you're going to be a better judge of character. You're going to make sense of the relationships that are in your life. Oh, this is the wise people in my life. These are the, This is the foolish person in my life. Okay, these are the wicked people. Uh, and, and, and drawing that boundary. And this is very important if you are uh, going to protect the ones that you love or even just have healthy relationships yourself. The next gift is giving, number seven. Jesus taught that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And, you know, if you're like, like some of us are at the point where it's just like, yeah, we've, 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 we've bought the gifts. Like this is actually a new uh, trend in Christmas. It's like, hey, we've bought the gifts. Let's go on a vacation. Let's spend time with each other. Let's enrich each other. Um, giving is how God's people gives. Uh, God's people takes care of the family of God. Some of you have more and you can support those who have less so that those later who have less can support you in your time of need. I think that's actually a verse in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, and this isn't socialism. This is benevolence from the heart. I just want to say that. The eighth gift, gift is exhortation. This is when you plead with someone for their own good. Um, pastors often operate out of this gift. This is the gift of evangelism. Uh, this has elements of teaching. Uh, and this is, we exhort people to comfort them and to encourage them and, and to plead with them. If you love anybody, you've probably pleaded with them before. Like, hey, stop this. This is bad for you. I, I my, my, my raised voice isn't because I'm angry with you, but because I genuinely care. Turn around, change for the better. I, I'm concerned. That's that's exhortation. And I know people don't like being preached at, but but that's what you that's what you'll get when you have someone that cares about you. You'll get an occasional sermon. Number nine, service. Ministering to others just sometimes looks like simple acts of kindness. Hey, okay, you're sick. Can I mow your lawn? Can I pick up your groceries? Can I can I pick up around your house? Can I can I check your mail? Can I what can I do to help? These are simple things that go along way. The tenth gift is showing mercy. This is often what gets people into the kingdom of God. This is how God's how Jesus' character is shown on display. Jesus uh, was said to be a friend of sinners. Jesus sat with the sinners. He, he didn't sin with them, but he sat with them. He empathized with them. He fellowshiped with them. He listened to them. And, and, and showing mercy is that. It's empathizing with hurting people. 
11 is ruling. Some of you think that we are doormats as Christians. We are not supposed to be doormats. We are supposed to aspire to excellence so that we can bless those who are in our lives. And we also are practicing for heaven. You know, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3, that we are going to judge angels. And so God's people are not perfect, but we are the ones that know his law the best and are closest to his law. And so, and so we need to be the people holding up the standard of truth because we know lawless people won't do it. And so God's people who have the law should practice this. And this has implications. Some people would argue for theonomy, but this, has de- this definitely has implications. The last one is faith. Faith itself is a gift. You know, without hope, people despair and give up. But if you have faith, you have joy, you have expectation, you have excitement, you have all these things that just fuel your soul for the next day. And these are the 12 things that God has given us to fuel our life on mission to spread his gospel to our church and to in, in our community. Let me just go over those 12 things again, just so you have them. Apostleship, prophecy, miracles, knowledge, wisdom, discerning of spirits, giving, exhortation, wisdom, uh, um, showing uh, service, showing mercy, ruling, and faith. Those are the 12. Merry Christmas, and I'll see you next time. God bless.